Sports comedy show, not Brent does a movie and talks about it. Show. Well, that's true. If we talked about all the movies I did, that I guess I should I start another podcast where I just talk about my movies I'm in. <laughs> hey, everybody! That, that makes more sense. Welcome back to another thrilling installment of Raisin Brent, and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent, and welcome back to the show. This is episode nineteen. It's episode 19, and we're excited to be a part of this. So, uh, Brent, uh, you're looking pretty tired over there. Yeah. Why are you so tired? You can stay Uh, up late last night or something? Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. What I have to ask you, though, is um, we were supposed to record a couple days ago. Yeah. And you were just like, Ray can't tell you why, Mm -hmm. but I I just don't want to tell you why. It's not that I couldn't tell you why. It's just that I... You know, I find it gauche. You know, I mean, if I have to tell you every time I'm in a movie. You God know, dang it. What do you mean when you were in a movie? Nah, I just, you know, it's no big deal. I was in a in a movie that I got cast in, and I was just, you know, in a scene with, with Leon Russom. You know who Leon Russom is? Uh, it's from Prison Break. Prison Break. Yeah, well, I know him from, yeah, he is from Prison Break. I mean, that's where I would know him from. I know him from mostly from The Big Lebowski, because, you know. That's a very popular movie. He throws that mug at Lebowski's head and tells him to get out of his beach. Get beach. out my beach. Get out my beachside community and calls yeah. him a jerk off and he doesn't like his jerk off face. Were you allowed to say jerk off? I don't know. And then he also was the sheriff that was the cranky sheriff in uh, True Grit. You know, so I'm a big fan uh, of Leon. Yeah. You know, anyway, it's no big deal. I just did a scene with Leon. You know, and oh uh, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. So was there was there uh, was there room for another security guard? Could you have actually gotten me a role? Oh my goodness, it was crazy. Is like they're like Brent. This is going to be really difficult for you because it's supposed to typically it's actually supposed to be two security they, guards. They work in twos usually. Yeah, security guards. And they said if you had one that was like slightly taller than you and a white guy, that would be perfect. But I was like, I don't know anybody like that. And they said, <sighs> Well, we'll just give you both parts and pay you for both roles. <sighs> so you don't know anybody like that. Oh, I should have. I should have asked it for you. Oh man! Next time, next oh, time, dude. Goodness. Yeah, next time. I, I feel like there's such there's such potential. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so close, but yet so far. Right. Mostly so far. Uh, I think, unfortunately, um, we have to go back to what a terrible actor I am. <laughs> 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 it's amazing I couldn't get cast on my own merits. Anyway, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I I did shoot a scene. In a movie, uh, you know, it's a it's a low budget movie, but it's got great actors attached. You know, Leon Russell, as you, you said. You were showing me the uh, trailer, yeah, and the little thing online right there, and it looks it looks pretty good actually. It, it looks, looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, um, so you want to understand this right? You get bound and gagged and get gun pointed to your head, and you're made to cry like a baby, and you're threatened uh, while being beaten the entire movie. Is that right? Some of those things happen, Ray. I had well, one. Then, I basically had one or two scenes in the movie. But, you know, the rest of the movie is going to be amazing. Here's the deal. I'm in. Okay. If it involves you getting menaced and tied up, mm-hmm. it's like every dream of mine come true right. all at once. <laughs> well, you know, uh, as a lot of movies are these days, you know, that aren't funded by the big the big studios, you know, they do have a Kickstarter campaign where they're trying to raise the money just to finish up a lot of the, the last second things. Yeah. Do you want to you plug that? Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you, man. If put you, it out if there. If you get on Kickstarter and you look for it, the movie's called 
The Midnighters. The Midnighters. You know, basically it's about an aging safe cracker who's released from prison at an old age after he's been in prison for a bunch of years. And, you know, maybe he's going to do one big last safe cracking job. I thought it was about a Filipino security guard who gets menaced. When you watch the movie, you might you might think that's what it is, but the actual logline is what I said. But oh. you know, you might you make your own decisions when you watch it. You know, you sometimes know, like, some, sometimes somebody steals the whole movie with one scene or three lines. I like what you're saying. It's like one of those movies that's shades of gray. You, you know, the, the the studio might tell you this it's about this, but you might find your own meaning. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with what they're actually talking about. Right. I mean, that's pretty fantastic right there. So you just kickstarted for the Midnighters and then check that out? Yeah, look up, for the, look up the Midnighters. Uh, the, a bunch of them are buddies of mine and uh, good dudes, and uh, I'm going to contribute some money. So hopefully you guys, if you like the project, you, know, yeah, you will too. Yeah, well, go check that out. That sounds pretty cool. Any cool stories from the set, from just being there till how late were you there? Well, I'll put some pictures on the, on our on our Facebook. Yeah, you know, why not? We'll put, put a link on there. What not. Yeah. Put a link on Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast, or even we could tweet that at... Ray Brent Podcast. Nice. You ready to talk a little bit about sports? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jam City. Jam. Well, let's talk about fantasy football first. Week one of fantasy football is yeah. over for our league. Yeah. Hollywood fantasy. Right now, your oh. circus liquor yeah. lions filled with eagles who all were exemplary is now 1-0. Second most points scored in the league. And your team? Who knew that your boorish behavior would pay off in week one? <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably all be downhill from here. But how's your team doing, Brown? Oh, my team's doing terrible. Oh no, what yeah. happened? Well, I just lost. That's all. You lost. Did you yeah. at least score a bunch of points? No, no. That's usually what happens when you don't score a bunch of points. You uh, lose. Well, we did yeah. break down our team side by side, and we both came to the conclusion that my team is vastly superior. So it would make sense that I would come out the gate very, very strong, and yet you would flounder like a flopping fish. I didn't agree with you going into week it's one. Alliteration. I can't disagree with you now but it is early in the season so it is early in the season i mean and then steven ridley you know uh, he's the flop of my team i told you that was a mistake when you did it yeah to be fair i still have david wilson as my backup running back and he went for a stellar negative three points last week because he also got benched like steven ridley did 19 yards two fumbles will get you negative three points it's good to know that if i would have started you i would have been doing three points better right see i told you to start me on your team i should have done it i should have listened but you were giving me a lot of crap last week about taking so many Eagles. You well, can, who wouldn't? You, you never want to have that many people have one team, to be fair. You right? usually do not, unless, of course, it's Chip Kelly's Eagles. What I might have to just cut a little thing together like to open the show before the uh, theme song of all the predictions that I nailed. Like what? Oh, like uh, nobody would be able to handle the Chip Kelly offense for the first year, a la Colin Kaepernick. Well, a la that's, that's me not saying true. Stephen Ridley was a terrible, terrible pick, and that having all Eagles was fantastic. Okay, that's not true. One, you agreed that having all Eagles was terrible until they all did well. Number two, I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. I had ultimate confidence. Mm-hmm. Number, you should check the tape. Number two. You said that nobody could handle them in the first year. Okay, it took them one half to adjust to Chip Kelly's offense. That's the wrong. Second half of the second half of the they game, they took their foot off they, the pedal. No, they did nothing. They, they, they did were, do nothing. They, did not, they weren't trying. No, they were trying. They were up like thirty-three to seven, and they said, "Well, we don't want to just blow out sixty on this right. team." When the, yeah, when the other team's coming back, we definitely don't want to hold onto the well, ball, no. and keep them away from the ball. By then, they'd flip the switch, and it's hard to put that switch back on again after you take it off. So they were okay. lucky to get out of there. You sound like you sound like a, a Lakers fan right now. You sound How do like I sound homer- like a Lakers? Oh right yeah, now. they're gonna they're gonna turn it on when they have to. Oh, and then when they don't, so what, dog? We still won a bunch of championships. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's but what, what you... championships did the Eagles or me in fantasy football in this league win? I have That's nothing to saying. fall back on. I know. 
That's why you sound like a Lakers fan. Well, I guess we'll all find out when the Eagles play week two. At home against San Diego. When that's a ton of points right there. Do they go for 40 in that game? 45? 100? That's a dangerous game, Ray. I do not take... That is not a dangerous game because Phillip Rivers has to play the fourth quarter. They should have beat Houston. Yeah, they should have beat Houston, but Phillip Rivers is kind of a D. I'm saying Houston is way better than Philly, and they almost beat Houston. I'm pretty sure my NFL QBR, or quarterback rating, is higher than Phillip Rivers in the fourth quarter. And mine is zero. Well, then I know that it's not because there's no way to get below zero in the NFL. I think Philip Rivers would find a way. That dude is a bigger choke artist than Mama Cass. So anyway, Circus Liquor Lions, 1-0. And we'll talk all about the week one of the NFL in the next segment. To be fair, I shouldn't have named my team after a fat guy, Fat Stafford. Hey, we all make mistakes. There's time to change your team's name if you'd like to. You can call it Fat Smith. But so are you ready to admit defeat after week one of the fantasy football season? No. I heard a rumor. A little birdie told me we are playing each other in week two. We are, and then we can't. But Why don't we bet on it? We can't bet on it. because We he, can bet on it. Why do you had, have no shame? Because one of the games has already been played, right? Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday night right after the Jets and Patriots disaster game on Thursday night. Yeah. 13 to 10? 13 to 10. It got kind of sloppy. In a maelstrom? Uh, in a know, tsunami? The, the, and also the 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 Patriots, you know, injuries are we're showing a little bit tonight. Yeah. Amon, uh, Amendola's out. Julian Edelman had, what, I think 11 or 12 catches. But, but you, the other guys they had were both rookies. Didn't you start him this week? Didn't you pick him up off waivers? No, and... I didn't get him. Oh. Well, that's just too bad. I guess you didn't do crappy enough in week one. So you're going to say right now. How do I not get Julian Edelman? I was the worst team. Well, second worst team. Well, you weren't the worst team, unfortunately. At least I got Julius Thomas. It happens. So you're telling me right now you're going to deny a bet with me just because my Patriots defense is already played. My defense. You've already said yourself, defenses don't matter, so why should defenses matter here? You said that. I didn't say that. I said defenses do matter. That's why I have the St. Louis Rams. And I think that's proof right there that, that you have no idea matter. what you're talking about. <laughs> Gracious. So you're not going to take my bet this week. I'm not going to take your bet because you're already ahead of me by 10 points. Why would I do that? Because you have confidence in your team and think you might win. Oh, okay. And then if I was a, so if I had Peyton Manning already and I had 40 points, you'd be like, yeah, I'll still bet you. That's yes. dumb. I'm not dumb. I would dumb. say yes to that. I'm I am pragmatic. dumb and I would say that. And I use mathematical you know, probability to know that I'm down by 10 points. I don't have a great chance of winning already. So you're telling me you're I'm not using saying I won't win. Saber- I will gloat endlessly if I do win. You're using Saber metrics for your fantasy team? That's right. And how's that working out for you so far? Great. I just put guys wherever I want to put them because the position doesn't matter, like in Saber metrics, right? I just- in. Yeah. In. What's the war of your <laughs> of Stephen Ridley? I think Stephen Ridley is more of a Korean war guy. Is that, is that what you mean? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we got a fun show. We're going to talk about week one of the NFL a little bit more. We're going to talk about a Major League Baseball playoff matchups. And who knows? Maybe a little surprise thrown in there. Hmm. Anyway, we'll be right back after three seconds of Eagle Eye Cherry. You and me and the bottle of wine. And we're back. It's the Eagle-themed broadcast, and that's because I'm rubbing it into Brent's face. Okay. I like the Eagles, though. So You like the freaking Eagles. I like the freaking Eagles. We got to talk about the NFL, though. Week one just wrapped up with lots of exciting games. I mean, it's back. Do you feel that it's back? I feel that it's back. Oh, my goodness. It feels so good to actually like wake up on Sunday morning and be like, it is on today. 
Ray, after both of our teams won this week, oh, last week. Oh, I wasn't I even going to bring it up. I am ready for Jason McClain to be running naked through the street. Running naked through the street. Jason McClain running naked through the street. Although, to be fair, I feel like if we make him do that for the bet, we're really penalizing everyone for, for everyone else for his loss. Really, the penalty is to the greater Los Angeles area. Right. Yeah, not so much to McClain, who would be doing it of his own free will anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Near anyway. as I can tell. But yes, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I don't know what you're talking about. The fact that your Detroit Lions basically played the worst half of football that I've ever watched, and I almost threw a baby through a window. When the Lions start the drive to start the game, they march the ball all the way down the field, get all the way to the 15-yard line, fizzle out the drive, and then botch the snap and fail the field goal attempt from very close. Give the ball back to Minnesota for one play. Adrian Peterson runs 78 yards through everybody, through everybody, and we're down 7 nothing. despite me looking and being like, Whoa. but what? Wait, so what happened on the, the botched field goal? Did uh, they snap? Bad snap. To, to Bad snap, rookie holder. Right to, right to Matt Stafford, and he still had, like, pepperoni grease on his fingers from eating his personal pan pizza on the sideline? He's not fat! I didn't say he's fat. I said he's eating a, a fatty, chunky, greasy pizza on the sideline. He's not even the holder! That's when he takes his eating breaks? No, that's not what's happening. So all of a sudden I'm looking, and there's a gentleman in a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, sweater next to me, and he's got his little baby and his little like toddler there who's probably about a year and a half old eating the buffet at the restaurant because I was watching it in a bar because we're here in Los Angeles, and believe it or not, Detroit, Minnesota, not on local television. And all of a sudden I get up to go get some food. I come and sit down. I just look up to the TV, and Adrian Peterson is dancing in the end zone, and I'm like, what the bleep just happened? And the dude just looks at me and goes, hmm. That Adrian Peterson, he's quite a talent, huh? Hey, let's talk about how good Adrian Peterson is. And I almost just punched him in the mouth right there. If you're at a bar and your opponent's team gets scored against and the guy sitting next to you, maybe he doesn't want to talk about how good the player who just did it was. But seriously, that Adrian Peterson, man. He's really good. (laughs) Why fight it? Adrian Peterson is a rare talent. Tell me, Brent, we were talking about this before. In your other fantasy league with the first overall pick, tell me you took Adrian three touchdown Peterson. I did. Okay, made me nervous there for a sec, because you were talking about... uh, Arian Foster. Arian, yeah, excuse me, Arian Foster from the Houston Texans, and he had a crap game. Yeah, they didn't play well until the fourth quarter. They did not, but anyway, so I watched the Detroit Lions, uh, basically three reversed touchdowns on referee decisions, and Dominican Sue with a redonkulously stupid penalty to cost them another touchdown and an interception return, and they still win by 10 points. It's weird, because... I almost feel like Nebraska's football players, when they come out of Nebraska, they're so disciplined, so well-trained, that when they go to somewhere like Detroit, where there's no rules, they just go crazy. Uh, same thing with Levante David. If you saw the end... I did. If you saw the end of the, the Tampa Jets Bay game, Jets game, yeah. Yeah, Levante David, also from Nebraska. What a shocker. Nebraska guy. No control. No control, because they're so used to being like in a good environment that when they go somewhere crappy like detroit when you're shown your team's greatest moment being an illegal kickball in the end zone you have to assume that next level they're going to have no idea what rules really are okay you know it's true you know what's interesting ray do you know i do not the offensive coordinator now is for the oregon ducks bo pelini scott frost scott frost from a quarterback yeah the guy who threw the pass yeah Anyway, how'd your Kansas City game feel? You played against 
some team is this even a team? The Jacksonville Jaguars they're are they not, real? They're not very good. Would, would that like you know how they do? It's like, hard to say. The, the Chiefs rolled them pretty easily. They you know they did they did pretty good on offense. Their defense is pretty dominant. But I who how do you know because. Jacksonville is what, terrible. Was there a merger with the XFL that I wasn't aware of, where we had to take one of their teams into the NFL? It's yeah, it's like not he hate me, but it's all we hate thee. We hate thee, and that's the fans yeah. of Jacksonville yeah. talking right there. They so, actually cheered when when uh, Blaine Gabbert got hurt. 15, 15 stitches to repair the laceration in his throwing hand. He ain't coming back anytime that's soon. Right. Hey, if you run up the middle against the Chiefs, you get shanked, fool. What is this, prison? We playing the longest yard right now. Prison is that rules. Happening? Prison rules. Mean machine. Mean machine. <laughs> Gracious. So yeah, you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars twenty-eight to two. The the first team Amazing. to hold another team to exactly two points in nearly twenty years. It's pretty fantastic. But literally, as you just said, what do we know about the Chiefs at the end of that game? Not much. Absolutely I mean, nothing. I know nothing that, at all. I know that they're better than they were because last year they probably would have lost to Jacksonville in that same game. Boy, that's a rough call right there. They were because <laughs> they just could never did anything true. on the road last year. What did we learn about Jacksonville right there? They're terrible. They are maybe the worst team uh, in at least five years. I think, and I'm going to put this on the record right now. I think that your Jacksonville Jaguars, excitedly to me, can run the table. They can go zero and sixteen this year to give company to your 2008 Detroit Lions. We do not want to be in the cellar alone. Do you want to make a bet on that, right? Do I want to make a bet on that? Yeah. I kind of do, but that's a bad idea. Well, listen to this. I was I, I already picked in my survivor pool this week in my uh what's it, what do you call it the survivor pool? Survivor the, pool. The, suicide the, pool. Suicide pool this yeah. week. Uh I already picked New England, but I really wanted Well, I don't know. It was risky. You know who you know who Jacksonville plays They're this playing week? They're playing Oakland. At Oakland. Oakland this week. Terrell Pryor. But I I feel like maybe Jacksonville could win that game. As long as there's an Ohio State quarterback on the field, I know that Jacksonville can win that Chad game. Chad Henney, I feel like, is a better quarterback than Blaine Gabbert. And where right did uh, Chad Henney go to college? I think he went to Sparty. He went to the University a, of Michigan. How Chippewa? dare you? Chippewa? How dare you? Once again, starting quarterbacks from Michigan make big to, places. Uh, QB, Q, uh, QB University? USC? No. Who's a starting quarterback in the – okay, Carson Palmer. Never mind. I know you have – look, I will admit <laughs> – Michigan has a bunch of great starting quarterbacks. And you know what? If Chad Henney goes down, you know who starts quarterback? No. Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson. Wow. That's two Michigan quarterbacks in a row. Elvis Gerbach. We got it covered. Or Todd Collins was going to come back and play for Jacksonville. Uh, I heard Jim Harbaugh coming out of retirement. Who was that Tom Bradley guy for the Patriots? I heard Gerald Ford is coming back from the grave just to play quarterback at Jacksonville. It's all about Michigan, everybody. All about Michigan. But that being said, could you think Jacksonville can run the table, go 0-16? I think they could. I don't think they will. Who are they going to beat, though? I mean, nobody's as bad as that Detroit team was. Nobody ever was, well, ever that was be. a concentrated effort. When you, when, you, when you start losing your first five, six games and then trade away every decent player and put the rest on IR, you're making a choice to lose all your games. But when they traded away every decent player, that was one guy. It was Roy Williams, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it. We traded away Roy Williams. We put John Kitten on IR, and the season was over. We lose every game. But you know who we got the next year as a result of the number one overall pick? Dominican Sue. A certain quarterback from Fat the Stafford. University of Georgia. Fat Stafford. It is not. How dare you? God dang it. In any case, what else did we learn about week one? I'd like to say we learned that the Chicago Bears, maybe a little bit better than we thought. The Cincinnati Bengals, 
maybe not as good as we thought. I don't know, dude. If you if you go back, if you watch that game, and I was kind of watching that one off and on. Yeah, the Bengals were dominating that game, and then there's some silly things that happened, and then they they came back, and the the Bears looked terrible for most of that game, and came back right at the end. But if Cincinnati's that great, how can they let such a terrible Bears team come back on them? I don't know. I'm not even saying the Bengals aren't better than the Bears, but... It's always tough to win in Chicago. 0-1. Chicago's a tough place to win. It is a tough place to win unless you wear Honolulu blue and silver. Then it's a really tough place to win. Right, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I I think it's hard to really tell anything that you've learned until about week four. Even with the Philadelphia Eagles who ran up and down the field, we'll see after a couple weeks if that still continues. We will see. I like it a lot. We also learned that maybe Peyton Manning has some life left in him after all. See, that's the thing, too. I mean, who knows? Baltimore's got a whole, almost whole new defense, except for T-Sizzle. You know, so... T-Sizzle. Now, what if, what if Denver goes out next week and just lays an egg? Now, are we going to say, oh, they're clearly terrible? You know what if, I mean? If Eli Manning throws for another 400 yards and four touchdowns, and they beat Denver 40 to 20... Right. And Peyton Manning throws four picks with one touchdown... We're not going to say Peyton Manning is terrible. And then, and then, Jackson- <laughs> sorry, even ja- given that, right? And then Jacksonville goes in and, and beats Oakland, and then you know all these weird things happen in, in week two. You know, because there was all these almost upsets last week too. Oh my goodness! Know? How about the Buffalo Bills almost beating the New England Patriots? That's almost that's almost heresy. Yeah, and they were up the entire game. And what's really cool is at the bar that I was at, there were these four fans of the Buffalo Bills wearing like hats with horns on them and like fur and all these Bills jerseys, and they were standing right in the middle of the bar because there was nowhere else to sit. By the time they got there, and they were just taking up all this space, and they were so positively emotioned, and they were so excited and yelling and shouting and screaming, and the whole game, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally rooting for the Bills now. Let's go, Buffalo. We got this. We, oh, yes, that's right. You're the Buffalo Bills. My bad. Yeah. And they're the New England Patriots. But EJ Manuel looked pretty good. He did look pretty good. Yeah. Anything, anybody else impress you in week one? I mean, I look, I, everyone's talking about how great San Francisco was. They won by 10 points at home against Green Bay, who kind of uh, faded six. at the end of last year. Six points. They won by less than, so even worse, they won by less than a touchdown. Yeah, 34 28. Crowning them the, crown them, crown them then, you know? After one week, and they won at home against Green Bay. They are who we thought we they were, <laughs> says Dennis Green. That being said, yeah, the Green Bay. I don't think the Green Bay Packers are that good this year. And how about then? This is the thing I want to talk about because it really made me mad. And Dominican Sue, okay, questionable hit following up the play, got penalized fifteen yards for it, cost our team a touchdown in a very crucial point in the game when we were really struggling in the first half. After the the week was over, they find the NFL find Dominican Sue. $100,000. Now, by comparison, last year, the number one fine in the NFL was $55,000, Ed Reed. The second highest fine, $50,000. So what we are saying is that this one hit that didn't even injure the dude, it hurt him a little bit for a very short period of time for the Minnesota Vikings. What we're trying to say is the hit by Indomitian Sue is equally as great as the two worst infractions of the entire 2012 season meanwhile clay matthews the fathead himself in my mind the dirtiest player in all of college in all college in all of the nfl tackles colin kaepernick superman chokeslam style as he's well past almost to the end of the white bar at the end of the sidelines takes him down stands up gets in his face and when the san francisco offensive lineman staley comes over clay matthews punches him punches him twice in the face and what do the refs do they throw a flag on staley clay matthews wouldn't if you're if clay matthews is punching you in the face oh you must have done something to deserve it we didn't catch joe staley 15 yards 
Well, here's a couple things, Ray. Dirtiest player. A couple things. Which one of us, who among us, has not wanted to punch or do something, some kind of harm to Colin Kaepernick? I cannot deny that. Okay. So I think the refs are going to give him a pass there. Uh, well, they the, didn't. They did flag the initial hit for being dirty. Right, but I'm saying as far as giving the, the big fine like Ndamukong Sue. No fine. The thing with Ndamukong Sue is he's been fined so many times that now the fines keep getting bigger, kind of like with James Harrison. That's why. That's fair. And I'm I, not defending it. I get it. that. I I'm get not, that. Where is Clay Matthews fine? Where is talk of him being dirty in the media? Pete Prisco and CBS Sports talk, called Ndamukong and Sue like deplorable and said it was the most disgusting thing he's seen on a football field. Give me a freaking break. Clay Matthews punching a dude, one open hand slap, one punch punch right to the noggin. No flag, yeah, I didn't no ejection, you're... no extra penalty. In fact, flag on the other guy, and no talk after the game of any type of fine. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know what else is ridiculous? I went, you know, you're talking about Clay Matthews and his fatheads. I went and ordered a fathead, right, uh, of a certain football player. And when I got it, I was so mad because I was like, how? How is the fathead that I ordered actually not as fat as the actual the person itself, the fathead was even smaller. Like I, it was a mat, it was a fat Stafford fathead was actually smaller than the actual fat Stafford. I don't order something for it's going to be smaller than the person. A fathead supposed to be bigger than the person. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> well, real quick, let's talk about week two. I mean, there's got to be games that you're looking forward to. I mean, I for one am looking forward to the Manning Bowl only because of the series of commercials that they put out over the last few years that are pretty fantastic. Yep. Who knew the Mannings would be so good in commercials and so watchable? You got the Manning Bowl, and you also got Seahawks. Seahawks 49ers, Seahawks and we got to talk about this right here. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and, and frame it for us? You got Anthony Dixon running back for the Niners coming out the other day and saying, hey, we're getting ready for the Seahawks. Oh, that's like calling uh, the other team the Vikings. Right? Yeah. Or the Squaws in Kansas City. I've the heard squaws? That yeah, instead of the Chiefs, the Squaws. I don't, I don't get it. Well, Ray, back in colonial times. Yes. They were Tell just... me more, history professor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to those two games. Yeah. Uh, I do think Kansas City or Dallas going into Kansas City is a very interesting game. It is, but we got to talk about Seattle-San Francisco yeah. real quick because of the extra little oomph that they put on this between uh, Mr. Cowan, Kiss Yourself Kaepernick, and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, the fail Mary himself. Do you want to talk about this? Go ahead. Okay, I'll frame this for us. Okay, the two guys work together on the same commercial campaign, and so they're kind of friends, they're kind of down, they probably share a little PR right now, and so Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson have a personal bet between them, whosoever's team loses the game has to shave off one of his eyebrows. My question is, who you got? In this game? Yeah. I've got Seattle. Yeah, I got Seattle as well. They're playing at home. Do you think if Colin Kaepernick loses this game to his arch rival at this point, right? You can kind of say it at this point because they're the two best teams in the NFL, at least according to a lot of experts. If Colin Kaepernick loses this game, has to shave one of his eyebrows, do you feel that there's any way in humanity he gets humbled by the experience even one iota? Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, right? But I feel like if San Francisco does win, that Russell Wilson will shave off his eyebrow. And I feel like if... San Francisco loses, that Kaepernick just won't do it. You don't think he'll do it? You think yeah, he'll I think he just won't do it. Back out of the offer? Yeah. Let me ask this question. Our fantasy teams are playing against each other this week. As said before, loser shaves an eyebrow. What do you think? 
Well, as you're already ahead of me by like 15 points, why would I do that? Okay, so if you lose, you shave both eyebrows. Ah, yeah. ah come on now. You know you want to. Okay. I oh, will, that's I a bet. No, you I said will, okay. No, you heard it, everybody. No, Ladies and gentlemen, next week, Brent will be no, shaving an eyebrow. I'm raising okay. Brent. I will say we will do it if after you lose that you have to run naked through the streets. Yeah, we're not going to go ahead and do that. Oh, then I guess we can't do it. But what, what a fascinating bet. I mean, it's like is that like a frat bet just gone horribly wrong? Like, didn't one of them have to like yeah. you just expect like winner gets to like write on the loser's face with like a sharpie? Yeah. Oh, like, is, uh, what's next? I guess we get to tape your butt cheeks together like in the right. Breakfast Club. <laughs> oh, atomic wedgie time. We beat you. Whoop! Get ready for the swirly. Get a swirly. I peed in the toilet first. It was really Mountain Dew. <laughs> you shouldn't have fallen asleep during the party, bro. Wake up with a picture of a wiener on your face. There's a wang on your face. A wang on your face written in a magic marker. It's a wang on your face. I just wrote that. Are we doing Nickelback or Creed? I'm not sure, but they're both horrible. Uh, We're getting a little loopy. I think think that's a a, a dotry. I'll take it. Yeah. In any case, you said before Dallas and Kansas City. Let's talk about that game real quick here. Got another minute here in the second. We'll find out, you know, how, uh, you know. We'll find out more about Kansas City this week. Right, because literally, I think of the 32 teams in the NFL, the one we found out the least about. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. That's only fair. Sure. So playing as a team, Dallas is okay. Mm-hmm. They don't suck. They're not great. Dallas is most likely. See if you agree with me. Dallas is most likely team to score fifty points, or maybe give up fifty points. Uh, I think that's fair. Or to get six interceptions, or give For, up yeah, six interceptions. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I can tell you right now, if they get the lead early, that almost guarantees Tony Romo is going to throw two picks. Right, pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> if they get the lead, he will lose his mind and throw it away. Well, I know if the Chiefs' defense plays anywhere near what they looked like they were playing last week against right. Jacksonville, I think Dallas is going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And then, real quick, talk about my game: uh, Lions playing at Arizona. Traditionally, we poo the bed every single time we play there. Vegas has us as a one point five, one point five point favorite mm-hmm. against the Arizona Cardinals. That scares the living bejeebers out of me because I would, wasn't giving us any credit for this win whatsoever, and Vegas is making me believe. Am I just getting set up for a fall here? I don't know. I would take a bet on that one. I'll take, I'll take, the, I'll take the one and a half points. Take the one and a half points and mm-hmm. the home Cardinals, home dog? Yep. That's a rough one, man. We'll, Although, I don't know. I, I feel like Detroit is better, but weird things happen in Arizona sometimes. But Arizona's not you know, bad, and Carson Palmer's bad. got him clicking, and let's face it, who can play you know secondary defense in the NFL these days? Right. In any case, that's our NFL roundup right there. I feel like we did uh, we did some good stuff. We sang about wangs on your face. Oh, come on. We did it. All right. Anyway, we'll be right back to talk a little bit more after three seconds of... The Eagles. And we are back. NFL Roundup complete. So let's talk a little bit about college football. If it's okay, I'll, I'll open up by talking about the big game of the weekend. Yeah. University of Michigan versus the hated Notre Dame fighting Irish. Yeah. If only we could have gotten Gordon G in here to talk about them a I little know, bit. Right? But ah, we missed an opportunity there. In any case, your Michigan Wolverines being the conquering heroes that they are. Sailed past Notre Dame, pretty much beat them every step along the way. Despite the fact it was a very close game, it never felt like, in my mind, it never felt like Notre Dame was going to win that game once it kind of got up and rolling a little bit. Michigan Wolverines 2-0, ranked high, looking good. 
Yeah, I, th- I watched that game, and uh, it did seem they they kind of grabbed control, and I didn't really ever feel like Notre Dame was going even to when, win the game. Yeah, even when Notre Dame's making their comebacks, it was still just like, yeah, and here's where we answer, boom, and then there it was. Yeah, even when Devin Gardner fell down in the back of his own end zone, just threw it right to the linebacker. That was the yeah. moment I nearly deafed myself right there as I started screaming, and I almost threw the TV out the window again, which I am known to do during football games. Hey, it's good to know that if... If, if, if by some chance Nebraska can keep it close against Michigan, that it's possible that Devin Gardner will make a great decision like that at the end of a game. <laughs> Here's hoping he learned his lesson. Right. That's all I can say <laughs> about that. How did Nebraska do? Well, you know, similar to the Chiefs, they rolled over uh, uh, Southern Miss, but I don't feel like we learned anything this week Nothing. because Southern Miss has the longest losing streak in the nation right now. So, oh wow, you really, you're really playing up to your competition, right? Then. So what's well, here? There's a question I got for you. What's the next, or what's the first? I should say, decent game Nebraska has on their schedule this year. It's this week, Ray. Who are they playing? UCLA. Oh, UCLA. That's right. UCLA. I totally forgot about that. Should that. be a good. Uh, it should be a good test for Nebraska. We'll see a little bit more about their defense. Their defense is very young, and they're going to make mistakes. But we'll see how if they're if they're improving. They should be able to score on them. It's just going to depend on last year. It was like one of those shootouts back and forth. And that was a crazy game. Thirty six thirty. So it, I assume it'll be something like that again this time. Do you think? Nebraska's going to play with a little chip on their shoulder, get a little chippy, get a little angry in this game, maybe start shoving people right away, get uh, physical. they got to be really mad about how they were the favorite last year and UCLA did them the way they did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there was a lot of different players on the team last year. Well, we'll see. Maybe they will be. They should be a little bit. I hope. I Hopefully you have a, some some energy at home. That's all you can really Are you for. predicting a Nebraska victory over UCLA right here on the Raisin Brent Show? Of course. How many points? How many points they win by? How are they win? I think they're going to win by what? Eleven. Eleven points? Yeah, maybe thirty-one to twenty. Thirty-one to twenty. Okay, yeah. folks, we'll rewind the tape next week. We'll see who's right. But there is a topic you wanted to talk about that's near and dear to your heart. The big game this weekend. Uh, apologies to you. It's not Nebraska UCLA. It's a much higher profile game. Yes, A and M. Texas A and M versus. Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide. It's at Texas A&M. Yes, it is. Ooh. Last year, Johnny Menzel walks into Tuscaloosa. Whoops up. Whoops up on the Alabama Crimson Tide on their way to a national championship uh, inexplicably because they lost that game. I, you, know, you know, and I don't have a lot to say about like Johnny Manziel this week, but one thing I will say is it'll be nice to ha- to at least focus on a game instead of off-the-field stuff. Well, week. when Texas A&M plays these, you know, what, Rice you know, these Ulceran teams. Yeah, he's teams allowed to. that are named after grains yeah, that we eat for food. He played the University of Wheat. Sorghum. They're terrible. We all know about soy A&M. Uh, Milo. <laughs> Milo Community College is terrible. But when you get to play against those teams, you can do antics. You can clown around. You can make money dances. You can, you can wiggle your fingers at people and point at the scoreboard when they try to talk smack to you. All you have to do is turn and say, you play for rice. You play for Rice. I'm the Heisman Trophy winner, and you play for Rice. Well, I hope that Johnny Manziel is smart enough, and I don't know if he is, to at least... He's, he's, he's a smart dude. He's just a little out of control, I think. At least just to play the game this week. We'll see. If he may, does something dumb during this game, he may get benched. You really think he's going to get benched against if, Alabama? If he does something stupid, he might. You so crazy, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Well, who do you got in this game, Ray? Who do I have between Texas A&M and Alabama? It is at Texas A&M. You know what Texas A&M is famous for in their home games? The, the 12th, 12th man. man. Yeah. We're not talking about Johnny Manziel. We're talking about the fans. Did you see that someone auctioned off their license plate? No. That says, it says 1-2-T-H-M-A-N, 12th man, and they sold it for $115,000. What? Yeah. 
can I get that license plate in California? Right. <laughs> Hope there's a fan out here somewhere. Yeah. Gracious me. Anyway, I think Alabama's going to win this game. I think Alabama is also going to win this game, but would it really surprise you if Texas A&M pulled it out at home? It wouldn't surprise me, but talk about having a chip on your shoulder. That's got to be Alabama this year, right? Yeah, I think Alabama will lose a game somewhere along the way, maybe to LSU. I don't know if they play Florida again this year, but I assume they do. You just don't know where that loss is going to happen. I just don't see it being here against Texas A&M. I really don't. So you said you had a Johnny Menzel story you wanted to share with us. Thoughts on him? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, did you hear what Charles Barkley said? I did. God, that was amazing. When Charles Barkley thinks you're an embarrassment to your institution. Yeah. Let's just say pot, kettle, off uh, color. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to say that. That's That's bad. What are you doing? That's just like the pot calling the kettle African-American. Thank Am you. Right? Thank you. Gosh, get it right, sir. Get it right. So cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, there's our college football roundup for this weekend. So Johnny Manziel, prove us wrong. Johnny, hey, Johnny Manziel, tell you what. If you beat Alabama, why don't you come on the Raisin Brent show and talk and smack to us? And run naked through the streets. And then make money symbols at us. And, <laughs> and then make it rain in here. No, seriously, I need money. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please make it rain in here? I will I will degrade myself on the air for, for that money. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> Not messing around right now. This is a legitimate strategy. Ray looks very serious. I'm dead. I need to buy an Xbox One in a couple of months, and that's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, yep, there's our roundup. So let's just ring it on back. we got some Major League Baseball to talk about after oh, yeah. three seconds of... Steve Miller Band. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. We are back with enough football for one day, sir. We've been talking a lot of football. You know why? Because it's football time. It's football time. So let's talk about Major League Baseball. We're really starting to get to the final little crack of the season right here. What do we got left? Like 20 games left in the season? We've got about, what, 16 games. 16 games left in the Major League Baseball season. And the National League is pretty much over, right? We can pretty much agree with this. Oh, yeah. All the races are pretty much over. The only thing that's not decided in the National League is who's going to win the Central and who's going to be the wild card in the Central? And really, who cares? I mean, obviously, you want to win the division. You don't want to be the wild card. But at the same time, you just win one extra game, and it's just the same as winning the Central. Yeah, but you don't want to be in that thing where you have to use one of your good starters for one game, and then you have to go straight into another series and can't use your top starter. Slight disadvantage, but at the same time, in a seven-game series, or even in this case, a five-game series, generally speaking, if you have the better team, no matter of where the matchups lie, you will win the series. So you're saying if some by some chance... Kansas City and Detroit end up tied at the end of the season, you would just say, oh, go ahead, Kansas City. You take the division. We'll take the wild card. It's only one extra game. Yeah. <laughs> You're a liar. I'd probably be lying if I said that, yes. So, big series coming up this weekend. I don't know if you noticed. Well, Huge first off, series. let me preface. Detroit, Kansas City. As you know, we've been having a year-long bet going on. I said Detroit would beat Kansas City by more than seven, more games. Than seven games. Brent wins if it's less, less than, than seven, seven games. games. Right now, it stands at seven games. games. That's right. With 16 games to play, we're both starting to feel a little chipped in the pants. It's amazing. And guess who plays each other this weekend? Detroit, Kansas, Kansas City, City Royals, say, Tigers. At this, was it fair to say, though, Ray, at this point in the season, I'm feeling better about being seven games back than you are about only being seven games up? 
Because I think you, I feel like you really thought at the beginning of the season that you're going to be about 15 games up at this point. I thought we would at least be 10 games up at this point. And let's face it, what a week ago we were 10 games up. Well, look, Ray. Let me let me let me let me give you one last chance. Okay. To, to jump out of this bed. Just to, why would you know, I do that? Because you're going to lose. I'm not going to lose. Okay. So this if is you not going just to happen. Admit the Royals are better than you thought they were. They're better than they thought you were. I'll let you get out of this bed. I will say right now the Royals are better than I thought they were. Thank you. I thought that they would be seven games worse than the Tigers or more, and they are just seven games worse than the Tigers. Mm -hmm. And when the Detroit Tigers sweep your Kansas City Chiefs – oh, excuse me. Kansas City Royals. I will this make weekend. you a bet. The Tigers will not sweep the Chiefs. <laughs> I bet you will. Got football on the brain. Football on the brain. But when the Tigers sweep the Royals this weekend to go up ten games, it's over, right? At that point, you're not making that ground back up again. I feel. I still think they can make that ground up because we still got a bunch of. If you guys have a big lead and we're playing crappy teams, then you guys rest your guys. We could come back. And actually, uh, but I'll, but you're right. It would be tough. I will say this. This is actually my prediction for this three game spot over the weekend. I think Kansas City beats Detroit two games out of three. They've been playing us just too fantastically this year. But then they turn around and get swept by a team like the Chicago White Sox or something not too long afterwards to give back all that ground they just took. i got to tell you, these next... That's Royals Nation right for there. For the Royals, the next six games are very crucial. you got three against Detroit, and then we Big. go home and have three against Cleveland. And I would, you know, every time Cleveland plays against Kansas City, we win. <laughs> Yeah. Because one of those two teams will be losing. I know. Somebody on MLB Network is saying, yeah, so uh, the Royals will beat Detroit, and then Detroit turns around and sweeps Cleveland, and then Cleveland comes back and beats Kansas City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the whole season. And what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great to me. But yeah, Kansas City has been surprisingly tough. Honestly, I didn't give them a lot of credit. They have a winning record against the Detroit Tigers so far this season by what, two games? Nine, yeah, nine to seven. Nine so they to need seven. One more to win the season series. That's right. So. What do you think happens this series? Well, I think Kansas City wins two games to one. That's what I think. What do you think? I hope they win two out of three. I don't think there's any way that Kansas City goes in there and takes all three. I don't see us. Is it in Detroit? Uh, I kind don't of don't see us. I mean, I kind of think we're going to win one out of three. But so, one, one. Well, I think we'll we're s- both just trying to not jinx our own teams to realize that. I don't know. I think they could take two out of three. Sure. One out of three is more possibly. I just hope if they get swept, then then I'll be. You'll very be depressed. running naked yeah. through the streets. <laughs> I may be running naked through the streets. Uh, I disagree. You'll be wearing Detroit Lions and Tigers gear and naked. rocking around the IOS before Over my nakedness. Running naked through the streets of Hollywood. So a little game I wanted to play right here is who you got in the AL wild card race, right? Because right now we have Texas and Oakland duking it out. I think it's fair to say one of those two teams wins the AL West. And the other team, whoever doesn't win, probably is top wild card spot, right? Yeah. Not too much fighting that as far as record goes. But then we all of a sudden look to the Central, where the Detroit Tigers, of course, have it pretty well wrapped up. I mean, seven games up with 16 to play. It would be an epic collapse if they were to blow it at this point. And there's six up on Cleveland, but still. Yeah, still a lot of still games. Still up. six and a half, isn't it? It's six. It's pretty good, though. It's feeling pretty good. I feel confident that we win the division. I felt it confident going away, but, you know, as the season grows shorter, the time grows darker for the other teams looking to catch up. But then we look at the uh, AL East, and where the Boston Red Sox hold the first place lead over teams like Tampa Bay, Baltimore, the New York Yankees, all of which are fighting in contention for that last wild card spot. So here's my question. I don't necessarily want to put a bet to it, but... Who do you think wins the wild card, second wild card spot? Because we're already conceding it to either Oakland or Texas with the first spot. Who wins the second spot, and what are your reasons for it? Go. 
Okay. Well, it's going to be hard for me not to kind of be a homer here. Okay. Maybe. You let's, can put it on the just, record if you'd just, really like to. Let's just let's just run through let's just run through the teams, okay? We've got Tampa Bay has the lead. They have the second wild card right now and they have one game they lead. are they're two games ahead of the first wild card. So, let's just say just for argument's sake that Texas hangs on and gets that first wild card. So, then we've got 1 2 3. We've got Tampa Bay, Yankees, Cleveland and Kansas City all fighting for that fourth spot. And Baltimore tied with Cleveland right now. And Baltimore, or you're right. Casey, Casey. You're right. There's five teams going for that last spot. Tampa, they just caught up. Tampa has the lead. Yankees one game back. Cleveland one and a half games back. Kansas City and Baltimore are both two and a half games back. And we're recording this on Thursday night. This will be going up Friday or Saturday. So, I mean, it'll be fairly close to that when we actually get this out there. Right. So, you got Tampa Bay. Uh, you would think they would have the advantage, but they are really struggling right now. They've won five out of their last 18 games. That's, that is not very good. That's not how you want to finish the season. Yeah, they seem uh, to be melting down at the worst time possible. Yankees are playing pretty well right now, but they just lost, Jer- lost Jer- Derek. <laughs> the Yankees are playing pretty well right now, but they just lost Derek Cheater for the rest of the season. So Yeah, what do you play, like 17 games this entire season? Something like that. I mean, should he just retire? Is he done? He may be. He may be done. I mean, there's nobody that's really done a lot of damage after 39 years old at shortstop. It's why not? Time. If Mario Rivera... Mariano Rivera is going to retire at the end of the year. Why not Jeter walk right with him? Mm-hmm. A-Rod walk right with him? Yeah. And all three of you guys go to the Hall of Fame go together. All, all three of you guys will be Sherlock Hall right. of Famers. A-Rod with Rivera and Jeter. So, I don't know. I don't, see, so. I, I don't really see the Yankees taking this wild card spot with, without Jeter. You know? Then we've got Cleveland. Cleveland also is playing. They've just been kind of hanging around all season. You know? I think it really comes down to, to me. It comes down to Cleveland. And it comes down to Kansas City because and those three other teams are kind of beating each other up, and they're also playing Boston. You know, one other thing though is with Cleveland playing Kansas City, one of them is probably going to knock the other one out of contention, right? Yeah, and one would think. And the series is in Kansas City. Kansas City Royals. So which team? Now we got five teams right there. Who do you think takes the wild card spot? I, I think that the Royals have a good shot. I'm not going to predict that they're going to take it, but if I had to bet, that's who I would bet on, the Royals. You would bet on the Royals. The Royals with the most stolen bases, the best bullpen, the best closer, and the man who's pitched the most innings, and the leadoff man with the most home runs, and the gold glover in left field. Okay. You're just totally wrong about that. The Kansas okay. City Royals are maybe a year away from being good. They're not good yet. Kansas City Royals, I don't think, sniff the wild card. I think at the end of it, they'll be they're, five games out of the wild card we're spot. We're sniffing it right now. We're sniffing Not it right by now. the end of the season, okay, you won't. We'll that see. trail will be lost. All right. Let me tell you who makes the wild card spot. Do it. That would be the emotions, the heritage, the pageantry of the New York pinstripe Yankees. I cannot say I'm a fan. I am one of those Yankee haters you may have heard about for so long. With Mariano Rivera being in his last season, with Derek Jeter going down, with the media and the fans pouring down on Alex Rodriguez, the storylines around this team and the heart that it would take for them to pull it all together at the end of the season to make the wild card spot, and who knows... Maybe make a little stretch run in the playoffs. I give it to your New York Yankees. The storyline's there. The media's there. The talent is there. And they're only a game back right now. Start spreading the news.
Yankees make the wild card. Okay. I disagree. Uh, and here's why. The New York Yankees, if you look, I just feel like they're playing a lot of hard teams in the East. And if yeah, you but look those are the teams they have to beat in order to make the wild card spot. Would you not agree? I do not. That to make the playoffs, you need to score more runs than your opponent. One would think that would be a key to victory, yes. thank you. So did you know that the New York Yankees, at this point in the season, have scored exactly the same amount of runs as they've given up? That is not a playoff team. Do you know any playoff teams that give up the same amount of runs that they score, Ray? I'm sure I could name some if I did a little bit of research. It would not take me very long. But that being said... That just shows they score the runs when they need to score the runs. I think that shows that they've been getting a little bit lucky because, you know, they almost They're the have, Yankees. Of course they they're getting lucky. They almost have the exact same run differential as the L.A. Angels, who are six games under five hundred. Yeah, but this the, unfortunately, the L.A. Angels of Anaheim are brought down by the albatross known as Mike Trout. The guy that has the leading war in the American League? Uh, apparently, it's lore losses above replacement. He is sinking that team faster than a lead balloon. I mean, to be fair, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They're not even near the playoffs this year. What is war? What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again now. War. Huh. God, Joe, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It's a useless stat. It's a useless stat brought about by statisticians who just want to just compile crap Follow the real stats, everybody. Follow the triple crown stats, home runs, batting average, RBI, runs scored. Just just follow the stuff that matters, the stuff that actually, I don't know, wins games. War doesn't win games. War is great other stuff that doesn't really matter that piles up to you saying it wins games. Mike Trout this year is proof alone. It does not win games. I agree. Mike Trout should have been the MVP last year. How dare you? In any case, I don't want to talk about baseball after that. That's a hideous statement. It's also true. We'll be right back to wrap up the show following three seconds of Sam the Eagle. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Stinks. No, so I'm telling you, war is the most useless statistic ever. I mean, the thing I was just looking at has Max Scherzer, the Detroit Tigers stud, probable Cy Young Award winner this year, who has a record of 19-3 and three for the Detroit Tigers, right? Yeah. And he has a war of only 5.5. 5.5, which means that if you were to bring up some scrub from the minors, right, the quote-unquote replace, replacement player, the guy who is the, the one left off of any given roster as a starting pitcher and the first to come up, he should automatically have a record of 14-8. and 14-8 and eight, just coming in off the streets, that's what Max Serzer is worth? What a freaking joke. What a joke this war stat is. It doesn't tell you anything. Anything at all. Who do you think, like, if you were in, stuck in a survival situation, like, um, you know, on a desert island, and you had no food. I you, dream about being on a desert island without you all the and time. And you're there with, uh, yes. with Miguel Cabrera and Fat Stafford. <sighs> Who do you eat first? Who do you think tastes more delicious? And Prince Fielder's not there? Hell no, I'm not sharing. <laughs> I refuse to answer that question. How dare you? I would like to give a shout-out, though. We didn't really want to talk about it a lot on the show, and that would be the United States whooping up on Mexico. World Cup qualifying. Ole, 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 ole. It's 2 nothing. United States going to the World Cup. That's guaranteed now, right? Yes. 
Poor Mexico. Thank goodness. Not like last time. God, how do we got not go to the World Cup? You know? We went to like, the World Cup. I know we're not the, you and I aren't the biggest soccer fans. <laughs> I love the World Cup. We didn't go to well, no, we didn't get to go to the Olympics. The, yeah, but we we went to the World Cup before and we actually did okay. Uh, I remember we had that one nothing game against some country that doesn't I don't even think they exist anymore. Oh man, that was fun. It was the Landon Donovan goal that yeah. we watched here in Hollywood and it was insane insane We're doing that fun. Again. We're doing that again, Ray. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I'm totally down to be drinking drinking Red Bull and beer and, and hot, hot dogs, dogs at seven at in the morning. Seven AM Pacific Standard Time at the Nike Theater in downtown Hollywood. Nice. What a blast that was. But yeah, congratulations to U.S. soccer. I'm just so happy for them. Uh, it really does feel, fill me with a lot of national pride. Uh, I don't always often feel national pride given the state of things in this world, but soccer is one thing that will always make me cheer for the home team. And beating a, beating a, a country that you share a border with is always the best. It's always right? the best. And beating Canada just stopped being fun a long time ago. Right. A long time ago. But anyway, it's time to wrap up the show. Of Raisin Brent. Really quick, this is how you can get a hold of us. You can tweet me at Almighty Ray. And you can get me at Scoops Pope. Or you can tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. Check out our Facebook page, which is our main page, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Click like. Heck, go on iTunes as well. Give us five stars. Subscribe to the show. Send us a nice review. Yeah, and give us those five stars. That's very, very exciting. And if you can even give a review, hey, Brent, do we have any new re- new reviews you'd like to read on the air? We have reviews that we got a little while ago. We haven't been read yet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, why not? Let's go. We want to read one of them right now? Yeah, sure. All right. Tell us what's up. This one's from Upside Down Dog. Hey, Upside Down Dog. Great to hear from you. I love this podcast, and I wasn't forced to say that. I don't listen to many podcasts, but some guy called Ray, I assume <clears> Ray and Brent, called me and threatened to write something fantastic bad about Doctor Who on my Facebook timeline unless I supported his show. So I think this podcast is fan-bloody-tastic. Yeah, you Smiley better face. say that. Yeah, it's right. Upside down, dog. I swear to God I wasn't we will, kidding. We will throw you back right side up. We will throw you back right side up and post negative Doctor Who things on your Facebook profile. And make you run naked through the streets. Running naked through the streets. Well, thank you very much, Upside Down Dog. and. Awesome. Uh, I really feel like I didn't have to threaten for that one. It was clearly written in the verbiage itself. Yeah, I think he was just saying that as a tease. We would never do that. We would never do that. You know who you, you are. I think we would. You You might get a knuckle sandwich. Hey, we'd like to do some thanks today. I'd like to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang, as well as the Trainwrecks, our two favorite musical acts of all time. Dave Noel for producing the show, of course, helping us put it up every single week. Greg Lopez. May as well thank him. We like that guy. Sure, we like Greg. Sure, why not? And um, got to thank my sister for making us this new logo. Uh-oh. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? No. Oh. So I'm going to have to yell at her. So we don't have it. <laughs> we don't have our new logo. Was that just a way of you reminding her to? Yes. Okay. She said she'd do it a month ago. In any case, it's a family operation here at Raisin Brent. Brent, anybody you want to thank? Uh, no. What, what do you mean, no? This is... Come on, dude. This is this is the, the part of the show. I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted right now. I'm uh, I'm on. I do this every once in a while. I get on Google Earth, you know. Yeah. And I don't know much about Detroit. You're from Detroit, so I'm yeah, yeah, Detroit, yeah. And I was like, it's, I oh, think that's it's really cool. cool. Look at this map right here, and I can see this big blue thing from space. It's it must be the uh, what's it called the Ford Field. Ford Field. Yeah. Ford you Field, must. Be, yeah, well, it's, why is it blue? Ford blue. Field's white on the the it's roof. A big, it's a big round thing. It's like it's it's blue. Straight, it's in the northwest. North, it's northwest of Detroit. It's not actually in Detroit. The Oh, the stadium, right? That's we know the stadium's in Detroit. What do you? Can you zoom in oh, a little I'm bit more? What, what are you looking at? Oh wait, no, it's just. Oh, it was just Fat Stafford. Oh my God! Yeah, how did I even fall for that this time? You can see him from space. Oh my goodness! He's so fat, you can see him from space. 
I hate you so much. Every single week that passes, my hatred for you grows. He looks and like grows a, a tick, grows. a tick shaped, a tick that's shaped like a person that's just full of blood, corpulent. You know. Good night, everybody. <laughs> You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you wanted. And then you run and you flaunt it And I've got something to Eagle Yo Mama Hawkman The Cincinnati Bee 